Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. This is SiriusXM Progress. What a day. Welcome to New York City, <laughs> which got to be in the news a bit today. If you were in New York, you were like me and avoiding any place south of Times Square. It was crazy. I still hear helicopters in my ears. What a day. And uh, not a lot happened, and yet so much did. And for the next three hours, we're going to be talking about everything that happened today, all the news in the world, and also, of course, all the news in New York City. What did you think of Arraignment Day? we got a great one tonight, some of our favorite people to come make sense of all of this, and all the information that is coming. I mean, this guy, <laughs> this guy's attacked the judge, the DA. This guy's attacked the judge's daughter. <laughs> Whoo, man. There's some big dick energy on this small dick man, and we want to know your thoughts. There's a lot to unpack, a lot to decompress, and a lot of stuff that's still coming out. We're going to be joined later this evening by our good friend Matt Gertz, senior fellow at Media Matters, who often gets a lot of tweets intended for Matt Gates. Please don't bring that up. Matt Gertz is a good guy. He deserves better. Lee Papa, the root pundit, will be here in hour number two. He will be filthy. He will not hold back. Dr. Tracy Pearson uh, joins us in hour number three. And man, there is a lot to get to. Chris Hauselt is our associate producer. He is running this show. Thea Harper, our producer from Brooklyn. Tonight, we're going to be talking about Indictment Day. We want to know your thoughts, your feelings. I'll be honest, I didn't watch. I stayed away from the TV all day. I was running errands and keeping busy. But I was keeping track of it. But I just, I'm just over this guy. I'm just so sick of him. I'm so sick of how predictable it all is. I'm so sick of how dumb so many of us are. I'm so sick of how mean and monogamous with mean and dumb so many of us are. But there's a lot to unpack. Let's let's do a show. We would love to talk with you all about criminal case number 71543-23. Donald Trump was arraigned today in New York. Uh, it's like a white Bronco chase that just has been going for seven years. Cable news is all over this story. Let that remind you once and for all, the only bias cable news has is towards ratings. Trump is now facing 34 felony counts, falsifying business records in the first degree. This is a man who has always known in his bones he will get away with everything. He didn't pay his contractors. He stole charitable donations. He ripped off people, including veterans, who signed up for his online university. He's had organizational fraud, tax fraud. He's had charity fraud, education fraud. So many lawyers to make the claims go away. So many women who accuse him of doing exactly what he boasted on tape he likes to do. And of course, he's somebody who just gets so many things that other people hand him. His father, his creditors, 
Putin, Barack Obama, my God, look at what Fred left him and what Barack Obama left him. And you will know that Donald Trump is a master at squandering inheritances. And hours before he was arraigned in Manhattan this morning, he couldn't keep his mouth shut, which is to say he couldn't stop hanging himself on his website, Filth Social. Why does Fox keep putting on Bill Barr? All caps, all caps. He said Bill Barr had become a slave to Democrats because he would not prosecute Trump's lies about election fraud. Keep in mind, there were many, many lawsuits. Over 60 of the lawsuits were thrown out of court, some with extreme prejudice. But again, you know, Barr said Trump shouldn't take the stand in his own defense on Fox News. And Trump just lost it today. When you see rhinos, Carl Rove, Bill Barr or Paul Ryan on your television screen, just turn to a different station or turn off your set. You're better off watching the Democrats. Mm, I thought you were just making up with Fox, Donnie. Rupert Murdoch was so upset he canceled his fifth wedding. But Trump entered Manhattan criminal court where so many of us about to do jury duty. He came in just before 1.30 today for his official arrest. He was arraigned thereafter, and the world was told he's been charged with 34 felony counts of falsifying business records relating to various hush money payments roughly around the time of the 2016 election. Now, Alvin Bragg, the DA in Manhattan, has accused Trump of not just falsifying business records, but doing so with the explicit intent of covering up at least three other types of crimes. And here's where it gets interesting. He's not charging Trump with these three crimes, but he's charging Trump with trying to cover up these crimes that he's not charging Trump for. You follow? Violating New York state election law, making or causing additional false statements, including to tax authorities, and exceeding the federal campaign contribution cap. He broke all those laws, but Alvin Bragg's not going after him for that. He's going after him for trying to cover up that he broke these laws. It's a little smoky, I know. Let's let's wade more into this burning forest, because this all comes from the catch and kill schemes, in addition to the 127000 bucks he spent sent to Stormy Daniels. The prosecutors are saying that the National Enquirer paid thirty grand to a former Trump Tower doorman who claimed to have a story about a child Trump fathered out of wedlock with a maid in Trump Tower. Remember that story? It came back today. We'll get back to it in a second. Uh, the National Enquirer also paid $150,000 to another woman, believed to be uh, Karen McDougal, the former Playboy model, to cover up an affair. And then Trump directed a lawyer who then worked for the Trump organization, that's our buddy Michael Cohen, to reimburse the Enquirer. The Enquirer refused payment, but did admit to making false business entries. So <laughs> Trump used Michael Cohen to reimburse Stormy Daniels, through checks from the Donald J. Trump Revocable Trust, you know this, in his own bank account, each of them, quote, illegally disguised as a payment for legal services rendered pursuant to a non-existent retainer agreement. The statement of facts went along with Bragg's 16-page indictment, and it alleged that these three people were paid off as part of the catch-and-kill scheme. Uh, now, again, this is American Media Inc., the publisher of the National Enquirer. Remember Dino Sajudin, Donald Trump's old doorman? who was silenced about Donald Trump having a child in the 80s with a housekeeper. Yes, apparently somewhere out there, there's a Trump child that Trump talks to less than Eric. Dino was supposed to be paid $30,000 by AMI, but then they didn't publish the story and he signed an agreement to never tell anyone. Now, there's also Karen McDougal paid 150K and Stormy Daniels paid 130K. Now, they didn't ask for a gag order, but they did ask 
the justice to address recent public statements and what were they called threatening communications from Donald Trump. Prosecutor Chris Connolly said that Trump made irresponsible social media posts that threatened death and destruction, pointed out those posts directly threatened the DA's office, including the famous one of Trump holding a baseball bat next to the DA's head. Let's talk about the DA, because the alleged cover-up, I want to keep on calling it alleged, right? That's what it is. But this is the reasoning for charging Trump with 34 felonies instead of misdemeanors. To get a conviction, Alvin Bragg has to prove that Donald Trump tried to conceal these crimes that he hasn't been charged with. And they're crimes that are not named in the indictment. And this is why a lot of people think this could be a weak case. But we'll get to that later. And maybe it is. Again, it doesn't matter. It's only the first. You know, violating federal campaign finance laws? Alvin Bragg doesn't have the power to prosecute that as Manhattan DA. But he can prosecute a cover-up of violating federal campaign finance laws. It's a rather strange legal strategy, I will admit. It could backfire incredibly if Trump gets acquitted or if the judge dismisses the case. Those things are still very possible, guys. Don't go thinking he's going to be wearing an orange jumpsuit by tomorrow. But here's the thing. Their defense is rubbish. The lawyers and the Trumpers, they're all saying, well, he didn't pay the hush money to protect the campaign. He didn't pay the hush money to Stormy Daniels to, 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 to try to cheat and win the election. He did, it to, he did it to shield his wife and family from embarrassment. That's why he was protecting his wife, there, Melania, and she loves him. She was there today. Was she there today? Did you, anyone see Melania? Was she by her husband's? No, she really wasn't there. Hmm. Here's the reason why that's bullshit. The indictment shows that Donald Trump asked Cohen to try to delay paying Stormy Daniels until after the election, because in his words at that point, it wouldn't matter once he was elected if the story became public. So no, he wasn't trying to pay them off to shield his wife from the embarrassment. In fact, we know for a fact he didn't care about his wife finding out. Now, you might have noticed Donald Trump didn't take a mugshot today when he was arraigned at Manhattan Criminal Court this afternoon. So uh, his campaign made their own you may have already seen it. They sent an email from the official Trump store advertising a white T-shirt with a fake mugshot of Trump and the words not guilty. And this can be yours for only $47. <laughs> he is fundraising off of this. He's getting the rubes to pay for the lawyers. The T-shirt says, do you stand with President Trump, friend? That's what the email reads. Please make a contribution of $47 or more to win in 2024, and we'll send you your very own Not Guilty T-shirt for free. It's the free T-shirt for $47. Very unfair venue. Trump wrote that on Phil's social right before he turned himself in. This case should be moved to nearby Staten Island. There's the chutzpah. Staten Island, for those of you who don't know, is the very right-wing borough in New York City. I've had family there. I've been, I've been there many, many times in my life. It's very right-wing. Staten Island supported the Confederacy. In 2016, uh, they're not going to move it to Staten Island, but it shows how scared he is. And, and you, you got to understand, he, he went on to criticize the New York Supreme Court judge who's going to preside over the arrangement, Juan Mershon, and said uh, he and his family were well-known Trump haters. Because earlier this year, Mershon sentenced Alan Weisselberg to five months in jail for crimes Alan Weisselberg did, which meant they're Trump haters. Trump's terrified, folks. He's terrified. And if you watched any of his press conference tonight, his speech, his parade of victimhood, he's also, I would say, quite medicated. 
I'm not going to come out and say what drugs I think he's on, but just go watch it yourself. It has a certain Nixon leaving the Oval Office kind of vibe to it. Uh, it's it's crazy. <laughs> but here's here's the thing. Bill Barr, he's called this case pathetically weak. And on Sunday, he talked about the real reason Donald Trump is scared. Bill Barr said, I think the document case is the most sincere case. I don't think they went after those documents to get Trump. I think they actually wanted the documents back. And believe me, that is the real case. I mean, January 6th as well. And most likely he'll be indicted for his crimes in Georgia because he's on tape committing them. But guys, this is going to be all about the documents. You better be ready. What happened today was just the appetizer. It was just the salad. I know. Imagine if Donald Trump was a person who ate salads. That might make sense then, but he doesn't. So it makes no sense. But now today, the news gets worse. Because a new federal appeals court panel just denied an emergency request from Trump's other lawyers to block his top aides, including Mark Meadows, from testifying to a grand jury investigating his attempts to overturn the 2020 presidential election. We don't know if Mark Meadows has already begun cooperating or if he's still trying to find a way out of it. But this request came last night. Trump's legal team was trying to overturn a lower court's ruling that they could not assert executive privilege to stop the aides from testifying for Jack Smith's probe, which they keep on doing. But they can't do it anymore because Trump's no longer the executive. So this new decision means that Meadows and other former Trump advisors could be hauled before another grand jury in Washington in the next week or so. Guys, this is just the beginning of Donald Trump's struggles. What we saw today was just the foyer in his house of pain. Did you notice? I, I thought the most interesting part that I saw of the brief bits of video I've seen of it, there was a moment where he was walking through the courthouse to begin the hearing. And it's not that remarkable, but it stayed with me. No one holds the door open for him. Like you see these guys in the court open the door and they push it open. It starts to close. Next guy pushes it open, starts to close. Then Trump comes through. No one holds the door for him. It's a small moment. But boy, was it telling. So a bunch of witnesses have already been hauled in front of the grand jury investigating the Mar-a-Lago case, including Evan Corcoran, Trump's lawyer. Yeah, Trump fucked up so bad, his own defense lawyer now has to testify in the case. The federal judge found that Trump used Corcoran in furtherance of a crime, which led to a very rare exception of attorney-client privilege. That could provide the investigators with some critical insight. Several Secret Service agents connected to Trump are expected to testify before the grand jury this very week. Trust me, today was just the beginning. Trump was the biggest winner of all this today because most Americans still see this as somewhat political. Don't get me wrong. Most Americans support it. 61% think that he should be prosecuted. But three quarters of us think it's about politics. <laughs> That's not going to be the case if he has to go to D.C. or if he has to go to Georgia. The Trump team has until August to submit any new motions, but the next in-person hearing will not be until December 4th. And by then, we're going to be two months away from the Iowa caucuses. The Manhattan indictment could be forgotten if Jack Smith brings an indictment for January 6th, if Jack Smith brings an indictment for the Mar-a-Lago documents, or, of course, if Fonnie Willis brings an indictment for Trump's on tape election fraud in Georgia. But make no mistake, for all the hoopla of today, Marjorie Taylor Greene and George Santos showing up and being shouted down, all the media that was there, make no mistake, Trump's handling of the classified documents is a much greater threat to his freedom than anything that happened today. 
This today, uh, just to soften him up. Fox News reported earlier that multiple Secret Service agents connected to Trump have been subpoenaed and will be testifying possibly as soon as this Friday before the D.C. grand jury. Do you understand? Jack Smith has got Trump's Secret Service agents talking about it. That's the real story. The classified documents probe. They've uncovered new evidence that Trump may have obstructed justice while the government was trying to get the records back. Trump's valet has testified that Trump ordered him to move boxes. And guess what? There's surveillance footage that proves he's telling the truth. See, what Alvin Bragg is doing here in Manhattan, and don't get me wrong, it was fun. I love the helicopter sounds all day. But this focuses on this payment from 2016, seven years ago, and all these disputes about jurisdiction. What Jack Smith is doing, it's recent crimes. There's no ambiguity about it. He's got to prove intent is a key challenge to prosecute obstruction. And the investigators have texts and they have emails from Trump's former personal assistant that prove that Trump ignored requests from multiple government sources and multiple advisors to return the documents for over a year. What am I trying to say? Brothers and sisters, I'm trying to say that a year from now, Donald Trump is going to look back on this hush money Stormy Daniels case that led to today's circus, that led to the first president in history being indicted. He's going to look back a year from now on this sordid spectacle of the day and realize that was as good as it got. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. Edu slash podcast. We want to know what you guys think. We are at 866-997-4748. 866-997-GRIT. We're taking your calls all night. Let me go to Sean and Callie. Hi, Sean. Welcome. You're on Sirius XM. Hey, Brother John. Well, you know, this was a really good day because, you know, people you know, who really believe in our system, you know, realize that at least it works. And people know that, you know, a grand jury is a serious thing. These kind of crimes are a serious thing. But, you know, the one thing that sticks out in my mind with uh, Donald bin Laden is, is that it shows so much. This case shows just right out there for everyone the pattern and practice of the way he treats all of his attorneys. Now, grant you, these attorneys are not Good point. innocent. I mean, Cohen went to prison, right? Um, but all these cases coming up, the, the, the documents, which I think it goes beyond what maybe he'll end up being charged for obstruction. I mean, 
an attorney has no privilege and the client has no privilege if you're telling them to commit a crime. And they were telling Mm -hmm. them there's no more documents. And like you just talked about, there's obviously evidence that he was obstructing justice by not only telling his attorney that we gave everything, but then everyone else involved. This is what Donald Bin Laden and people like him do that we Mm. need to make an example of him about, which is he totally will destroy everyone and everything in his path to protect his own ass. Completely. Always has, always will always has. I mean, this is who he's always been. He's always been this man of low character who will hurt anyone, who will lie about anything, and there's a certain kind of weak white person who thinks that's winning. Absolutely. And I hope as we go forward, there the more serious cases come down and that he actually really has to fill it, if you know what I mean. What do you mean? Oh, I mean, he needs to fill... Not only the fact that now he's the everything's off of the emperor, right? Emperor has no clothes. He's not the Teflon Don. And then this is a, a documents case, which it's, those are pretty doggone easy to, you know, win. However, I know people will say it's a weak case. But the problem is he may not do any jail time or even have the threat of jail time because it's mm. nonviolent. But these other ones coming down, the one in Georgia, the possibility of the, the documents case. And, of course, we all know January 6th better happen. That case better happen. Those are all very serious. So That's the point it. is, I don't really care when it happens, how fast it happens. The fact that there is a process in motion, it, it, it shows that the justice system is slow, but it's working. I agree. That's why I want to talk about the weaknesses of the case and the possible flaws of the case as well, because it is rather interesting that Alvin Bragg is not prosecuting him for these certain crimes, but rather prosecuting him for trying to cover up the crimes. I think that, you know, the more we are aware of all the angles of this, what's strong and what's flimsy, uh, the better we'll be going forward, because it's going to be living with us for a long time, these investigations. And again, this is only the first. Absolutely. And I think that's a great point to make. You know, justice system's not perfect. He bring cases like this. Um, I think he decided what, what he has the best chance of winning with. I think you're right, man. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it, Sean. Have a good one. Thank you. Let me go to uh, uh, Manish in New Jersey. Hi and welcome. Hey, John. Really happy to be a first-time caller. I call into so Zerlina, good. Michael, and Dean all the time, and I love your show, too. Oh, my gosh. Um, so you'll, you'll talk to all of them, but you waited until indictment day to finally, to finally break the seal and come to us. We'll accept that. It is my bedtime, John. Come on. Um, but <laughs> I hear that all the time. <laughs> so um, I, I wanted to just, uh, before I get to my fun fact, and I appreciate the screener letting me through with that, but... What is the calculus, I mean, of a Jeb Bush for mm. saying anything to defend Trump right now? Well, I don't, I don't get it. He endorsed Ron DeSantis. He obviously was humiliated during the debate. His father, his mother, and his crim- war criminal brother were all attacked by Trump. Yet he felt the need to come out and defend Trump and attack Alvin Bragg like everyone else has. Are you surprised about name. this? Are you surprised? Um, I... I'm not at this point. Um, I guess Asa Hutchinson, I guess, is the only sort of whatever you want to call him, Republican, who's still Romney, probably crappy. Maybe. But yeah, maybe Romney sort of well, he gave us one impeachment but, impeachment. But, all, vote. but but how is Jeb Bush different from Marco Rubio or Lindsey Graham or Mitch McConnell or any of these establishment Republicans who despise Donald Trump, but they love his fans? I mean, that's it. Well, they love the they, cruelty. They, they have they love the cruelty. Well, they yeah, love, they no, love no, the they, cruelty they, and they, they love the, the cruelty. Judges. No, 
the cult loves the cruelty. The establishment yeah. loves the judges, but the establishment loves the cult. Jeb Bush would love to be this popular. So whenever they defend Trump, please remember, they're never defending Trump. They all hate him. Jeb Bush hates Donald Trump with the white hot passion of a thousand sons, but they love the cult. And that's why they do it. Glenn Beck, Ben Shapiro, all of these spineless, motherless, godless fascists who told the truth about Donald Trump. And then when he got popular, tried to make everyone forget they'd ever said it. And now they just are completely bending over backwards full time, trying to suck up to Trump's low information voting base, who they know to be dumb, racist fascists. This is the Republican Party. They can't win without the racists. And so they're going to go ahead and try to suck up to the racists. it's just amazing. Uh, my one quick fun fact, uh, based on the vitals that the NYPD released, 270 yes. pounds and 6'1", he is mm-hmm. morbidly obese at 51. His BMI <laughs> is 51. So, you know, it's just amazing. Those Fred Trump genes just keep him alive. Did they give a weight? They, they, did they give a height and weight? He still claims to be 6'2", right? Which is three. impossible. 6'3". Six, he six, says he's 6'3". I've <laughs> stood next to the... I think. I've stood next to Donald Trump before. He is not 6'3", let me tell you, because that would make his son 7'2". And how much do they say he weighs? 270. Oh, I believe that. Do you believe that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I believe it. I, I think I the don't plaque think, around his know, heart is some... probably about two. The plaque around his heart alone is about 210. I, I think, you know, and I, I just want to say this to people who I know suffer from obesity because of genetics. I'm not fat shaming. I'm Trump shaming. Thank difference. you very much. You are not even, um, yeah, you're not, you're, you are, you are glutton shaming. That's all it is to it. It is Kentucky fried chicken shaming or Big Macs, <laughs> something like that. But um, I am so happy to have called you, John. This was a thrill. Thank you. It, Thank it's, you. It's painless, right? It's not that bad. I mean, it's a terrible show to listen to, but when you call in, I, I can be friendly enough. Thank you so much, Manish. It's really a pleasure having Thank you join you. us. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more of your calls and the great Matthew Gertz of Media Matters to talk about, well, this bad day for Donald Trump. And, of course, a bad day for Fox News as well in the defamation lawsuit for $1.6 billion brought by Dominion Voting Systems. Guess who's going to have to testify now? Some of your favorite stars of Fox News, both present and fired. It's like porn for the angels. We'll be right back with the great Mr. Gertz. This is SiriusXM. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. And welcome back to SiriusXM, where we are celebrating the 110th birthday of Muddy Waters. And we're celebrating by watching a lot of people who deserve to have the blues sing them. Our number is 866-997-4748. I want to take a break from Donald Trump's nonstop pity party and welcome the great Matt Gertz back to our show. He's senior fellow at Media Matters, which he joined back in 2007. He's focused a lot on the relationship between Fox News and Donald Trump, news coverage of politics and elections, and media ethics. You may have read Matt's stuff in the Daily Beast, HuffPost, NBC News Think, or Politico magazine, and he's been on MSNBC, Comedy Central, and NPR. What a pleasure to welcome Matthew Gertz, not the other one. Back to Sirius XM. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. 
Thanks for being had, sir. There's a lot to cover. Uh, and I, I want to talk about, you know, everything going on in the world. But let's just begin with 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 what we witnessed here in Manhattan today. <laughs> Did you watch, Matt? I'm, I'm dying to know. It's your job to watch this stuff all the time. What's it like on a day when everybody's watching? Uh, what is it like? So I watch. Uh, I would not recommend that anyone do this ever, but I watch four cable news networks at the same time. Nice. Uh, I, generally, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, and Newsmax, and I flip between the audio uh, one to the next, depending on, on what looks interesting at any given time. Um, this is, is not not a good way to process information. Uh, it was easier, I think, today than most days because uh, for most of the day, it was, it was all the same uh, across yeah. uh, the different networks and the images, at least. Um, you know, you had uh, Donald Trump leaving Trump Tower. You had Donald Trump in his car uh, going across uh, New York City. You had Donald Trump getting out of his car. You had uh, cover, uh, you know, basically footage of the uh, doors uh, of the uh, courtroom in which she was being arraigned. Uh, so it, it was um, it bas- basically uh, double vision twice. Uh, <laughs> yes, I, I got to say, you know, I, I, I didn't watch live. I just thought, you know, I, I don't care. I've gotten very cynical about it, Matt. I've just said, look, I just care that he can't appoint judges anymore. I don't need him to ever go to jail. I just need him to never appoint judges again. So he's going to get arraigned again this year. It's only the first indictment of the year. There's still going to be funny. Will is still going to be Jack Smith. I, I, I don't need to watch it. It's a circus. I don't care. But I'll tell you, when I actually saw him sitting at that table, it was shocking. It was amazing. Both the historic import that, yes, an American president finally is being held accountable for crimes. Hello, Bush and Cheney. I guess we can go after them now. But also just the emotion that so many Americans have felt in a society where it seems like the privileged always get away with it, always walk between the raindrops. Just a, a very emotional national spirit of whether he walks or not, at least there's some accountability finally. I think that's right. I think it is very clearly uh, a historic day that this is what this day will be remembered for uh, in all the years to come. <laughs> um, I think from from a news consumption uh, angle, however, the problem is that it's a historic day, but one in which very little actually happened. Um, like yeah. the events were, were incredibly important, but also fairly minor, uh, really, uh, as, as you were saying, uh, you know, it's just the first step down a very long road. Yeah. Uh, and so what you end up with is, is when you try to, uh, take in all this news in real time, there isn't much for anyone on TV to tell you, um, <laughs> because there's, there's nothing really happening. I know. Uh, and oh, and I know. so they were so desperate for Marjorie Taylor Greene to provide content today. And and, and she she didn't uh, provide enough content. There was that little bit about how Trump is just like Nelson Mandela and Jesus Christ and then, you know, that that was basically it. Was- um, you know, <laughs> in, in I I was, you know, I I tweeted at one point uh while all this was happening uh, you did, you know, if, if you know, if if you if you want to really, you know, have a sense of what happens, the best thing you can do right now is turn off your television, pick up a paper in the morning, and you'll get, yes. you know, 
all of the well context- hang, hang on folks that's not what matt gertz what matt gertz tweeted was this is hell <laughs> photos of all the TV talking heads. And then later uh, on, you said there's nothing you can learn from what's happening over the next several hours that wouldn't be better covered by picking up a newspaper tomorrow morning. And I agree with you. I didn't expect any surprises. And yet, Matt, we had a couple. One of the surprises for me was I didn't think we were going to hear from the doorman who knew about Donald Trump's out of wedlock child with the Trump Tower maid ever again. But Alvin Bragg, he he seems to be collecting receipts. Uh, yes, that's right. And so, so uh, he did include that uh, as sort of part of the broad narrative that he laid out. Um, this was a case in which um, AMI uh, had arranged uh, and David Pecker had, uh, as part of the deal that he made with Donald Trump uh, to uh, do catch and kills of, of various stories that came into focus for him, had completed the payoff with with this former doorman, uh, later determined that his story wasn't actually true, uh, but but that was part of the sort of broad narrative that Bragg was telling about these catch-and-kill cases, uh, which eventually led to uh, the Michael Cohen payoff of Mm. Stormy Daniels, which in turn uh, generated the uh, false business records that are at the heart of right. uh, this case. Now, has it been confirmed that that story is indeed not true? My understanding was that he got the money from AMI, but then AMI didn't publish the story and he had to sign an agreement to not tell anyone anyway. I I thought that they later determined that, that AMI later determined that it hadn't been true, but I I, I might have that uh, gold okay. somewhere. Well, then I'm, I guess I'm I'm sorry. Eric is still the least loved Trump child. Um, let me ask you <laughs> this: what what also was I found interesting, and I think we're going to be debating a lot. You know, a lot of people on the left and the right have suggested that this isn't really a terribly strong case from Bill Maher to many figures on the left saying that they went with the weakest ones first in this 16-page indictment. What I found really interesting was that many of these charges aren't actually indictments of of actual crimes, but they're covering up actual crimes. That was fascinating to me. It's not so much that they're charging him for federal crimes, they're charging him for cover-ups of federal crimes. Is that how do you see this playing out? I mean, I, it, it certainly seems that I've said all along, Alvin Bragg would not bring these indictments and subject his family to a year of death threats and make himself a goat in the history books unless he knew he had a very, very strong argument. But what does it mean that he's actually prosecuting him for covering up crimes that he has not been prosecuted for? Well, I think the argument here, and uh, I am not a lawyer, so this is, I might be getting out of my depth. The <laughs> uh, crimes that I, I think that have allegedly been covered up uh, would be the election, uh, the illegal campaign donation yeah, that Michael Cohen would have made that he pled, he pled guilty to uh, right. in a federal court. Uh, and so that is what would be uh, concealed by these false business records that they that it is labeled as uh, in on uh, Donald Trump's checks to him and in the uh, Trump Organization ledger and so on and so forth uh, as a retainer fee even though there was no retainer agreement because they can't label it a reimbursement because then mm. that would be reimbursing for 
a campaign donation of $130,000, and that would be illegal. So that's my understanding of that piece of it. As for the sort of, uh, is this the strongest case relative to uh, Atlanta and and, Hmm. and relative to the special counsel case? I mean, that's sort of an an interesting pundity question. Uh, It would be more convenient for us, I think, if there was like a vast liberal uh, conspiracy that was actually masterminding all of these cases at the same time and, and picking and choosing which ones would go first. Like that would be, that would be more convenient for the democratic party, but that's not actually what we have, right? Like yeah. in, instead we have all of these uh, cases that are happening on separate tracks. They're finished when they're finished. Uh, you know, presumably the, Officials that are running them are not in communication with each other because that would be a huge scandal. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so what we, what we have is these independent decisions that are messy uh, and are not like ideally generated for democratic communications efforts because, you know, there isn't a huge scandal at the heart of it. Exactly. You had some of the best takes on this all day long, by the way, nailing both Fox News and the Republican Party. You said the entire GOP primary is an exercise in praying that one of the investigations keeps Trump from being the nominee, while also saying that those investigations are nefarious persecutions by Soros-backed prosecutors chasing fake crimes. You nailed it, Matt. In, In one sentence, you nailed it. The Republican establishment hates Trump. They love his cult. They want to get rid of Trump and keep his cult. They've got a shiny Ron DeSantis waiting in the wings to wheel out on stage right away as soon as Trump flames out. But they can't actually do that. They've got to go through this absurd, vulgar pantomime of defending Donald Trump and going after his investigators while praying the investigators take him out. And they refuse to do it directly. That That's really, you know, for uh, since 2016, when Republicans were try, trying to defeat Trump uh, in the in the primary, uh, we've seen this pattern in which uh, they all want to beat him, but none of them are willing to actually attack him. And, and I think you've sort of nailed it on the head. It's, it's because they want the uh, voter base that he inspires more than they do. Uh, and they know that if they try to go head to head with him, they're going to lose. Correct. Uh, and, and so instead, we have this bizarre charade in which you know there's just a series of issues that have been effectively ruled out of bounds in the Republican primary. You can't say that Donald Trump uh, incited January sixth, or in fact that he did anything wrong in the lead up to the insurrection. Uh, if you do so, you are siding with the left and the Democrats and the, uh, you know, uh, and Liz Cheney and all of the terrible oh, yeah. people that, oh. uh, you know, Fox and uh, Republicans have been saying for years are just out to get Donald Trump. You're going to catch woke. You're going to catch woke if you do that. You will. Uh, and, you know, I think it's the same thing with the uh, classified documents case, which you don't see uh, any Republican uh, politicians going after you it's you know it, you see the same thing with uh, w- with this case if you want to be a serious candidate uh, for the Republican 
presidential nomination, you need to attest that Donald Trump was a great president, uh, Mm -hmm. that he uh, that the 2020 election was at best shady, uh, that he (laughs) did nothing wrong leading up to January 6th, that there's nothing wrong with him having all of these classified documents at Mar-a-Lago and that it's a normal thing that normal presidents do. Uh, and that his uh, payoff to a porn star was pristine, uh, legally speaking, very yeah. legal and, and, and very cool. Uh, and if you don't do those things, you will be cast out into the outer darkness of the Republican <laughs> Party. You will have no That's chance. So On the other hand, if you say all of that, why would anyone vote for you instead of Donald Trump? What what is the argument that any of these people are going? The to argument have? is they think that he, the argument is they think he won't be running. I mean, that's what Chris Christie is hoping for. Chris Christie's going to try to pretend that he's brave now and run. I mean, Mike Pompeo, Nikki Haley, they're all I mean, they're all either hoping he doesn't run or hoping he does run and asks them to be the vice president. But I mean, that's it. Yeah, I, I think that's right. I mean, I, you know, I, I, is someone like Ron DeSantis even going to get in if Donald Trump doesn't look like he's going to get out, I don't know. It just yeah. seems like a good way to get chewed up by I mean, the person who actually has the support of the Republican primary voters. Ron DeSantis could just sit on all the $30 million he's raised and let it generate interest for four years and then run unopposed in 2028. I keep thinking every day that seems more and more likely. I, I, I do have to ask you, though, one thing, Matt. You mentioned what's going on with the Mar-a-Lago documents. You know, there's so many evil billionaires, it's very easy to forget that Rupert Murdoch is still maybe the most evil billionaire we've got. And today, <laughs> we found out not just that Rupert has called off his fifth wedding, hey girls, he's still single, but that Fox News has said that Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, and Maria Bartiromo, and presumably Judge Janine, maybe even the corpse of Lou Dobbs, will be made available to testify in the $1.6 billion defamation lawsuit from Dominion. They filed a letter today in Delaware Supreme Court, and they said that several of their top anchors will be available, including Lou Dobbs, who they fired. Um, Dominion, as you know, claims that, that Fox defamed their reputation, and boy, they have been releasing some amazing, amazing texts and emails so far. That jury trial begins, what, in a couple of weeks, right, Matt? Yeah, April 17th will be the first day of the trial, assuming oh. it doesn't get settled before then, and I don't think it will at this point. Wow. Wow, you don't think it will what? You don't think it'll? it'll... I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think Dominion is going to settle. I think that uh, if, if Fox was able to uh, throw a bunch of money at them to make this go away, uh, they would have done it before all of these incredibly damning documents started coming out. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that it hasn't been settled yet suggests to me that Dominion thinks they have a really strong case and they want to let it ride. Oh, it's beautiful. It's like pouring for the angels. Should we read into this, Mr. Gertz, at all that Rupert Murdoch was not on the list of witnesses who'll be made available? That I do not know. I don't think that would be on a letter from Fox News. I think that would be there there might be a separate uh, communication in the works regarding Fox Corp. Um, so th- there is a certain amount of corporate distinction between those two, uh, and that would make sense to me. Certainly, uh, you know, Fox, uh, Fox Corp had previously suggested that uh, it would be a hardship for Rupert Murdoch to attend, and the judge was like, are you kidding me? Like, you, you really 
you better have a good reason here because I, I keep, I've been seeing in the papers that he's about to get married for the fifth time. And I, mm. it, it just, oh. it, they'll make me look like a fool. Is basically do you think the canceling, the, do you think canceling the, the engagement could have anything to do with this? I don't think so, uh, but the timing's that would, crazy. That would be extremely funny if if, if that were the case. Um, but n- no, I I was hoping those two crazy kids were going to make it, but but apparently Rupert will have to find someone else to spend what did he call it the 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 second half of his life with. Yeah. So it really, really seems, Matt, that both Alvin Bragg and uh, Dominion are incredibly confident that they have the goods and they are not afraid to go to trial with the evidence they have. Totally fascinating. I think that's right. It's it's going to be a, a long haul, though. I think in, in both cases, we're looking at for the Bragg case, if we're the next time uh, there's going to be a public hearing, I think is December. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this Dominion case, you know, it'll, it's going to be, I think, five, six weeks uh, of trial and uh, deliberations. And, and it will mm. surely be appealed, however it goes. Well, I guess in the downtime, we'll have to content ourselves with Jack Smith's January 6th investigation and Fonnie Willis's multiple investigations in the state of Georgia. Uh, Matthew Gertz, what is the best way for our evil army of the night to follow you and keep up with all your fine work? Uh, you should follow me on Twitter at, at Matt Gertz, G-E-R-T-Z. If you mess that up, you will be following a Republican congressman. You will yeah, not do enjoy it. Don't no. do that. And of course, at uh, MediaMatters.org is where all my uh, work is published. Mr. Gertz, always a pleasure to have you on our show. Thanks for staying up late. And thank you for watching Fox so so many decent people don't have to. Everyone follow Matt and follow Media Matters for America. we got to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a moment with more of your calls. 866-997-4748. I'm John Fugel saying this is Sirius XM Progress. We are taking your calls at 866-997-GRIT. We're taking them with Dr. Tracy Pearson, legal analyst extraordinaire, a consultant you may have seen on TV, radio, podcasts. You've read her in Forbes and Fast Company in the New York Post, seen her on TV, including Cheddar News and News Nation. We are thrilled to welcome Dr. Tracy on a relatively slow news day. Hello, Tracy. Welcome back. Are you? I heard some guy from Queens got arraigned in Manhattan. I don't know. I mean, it seems to be everywhere. Yeah, he did. But you know what? If you can get arraigned there, you can get arraigned anywhere. So maybe <laughs> this guy from Queens can uh, look forward to Georgia as well very soon. What did you make of the events today? Were you were you watching, Doctor? I watched everything and I read everything that I could get my hands on. And I got to tell you, as a as an attorney or somebody who was practicing as an attorney, Arraignments are boring. And yes. and it was so, except for all the hoopla around it, it was standard. What really upset me, and at the same time, I get it, the guy didn't get a mugshot. And, it, you know, the government probably didn't want to give him an opportunity to capitalize on that. And fundraise, and fundraise off, off that. Yeah. and But at the same time, you really want him to be subjected to the same process as everyone else. Uh, mm-hmm. because that's why we're here. I mean, uh, for me, this is, this is, you know, people are saying this is a sad day and I'm saying this is a great day. It's our a great day. It's not sad work. at all. In no, I mean, it, work. it was a sad day when Bush and Cheney walked away clean after what they did to Iraq. It's a happy day that now America, almost 250 years into the experiment, has decided our former presidents are not kings. It's a deeply happy and patriotic and moral day to me. 
the founding fathers and the the framers are are dancing underneath the earth at this point because they are so happy that we haven't we we don't have a king. Well, listen, we have we have a lot of listeners who want to weigh in on this, and I want to get to everyone, and we will get to everyone. But before I do, I I, I want to ask you some of the particulars as a lawyer that you can explain to a MOOC like me. Let me play a quick clip of Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg at his press conference detailing the charges being brought against Donald Trump. Earlier this afternoon, Donald Trump was arraigned on a New York Supreme Court indictment returned by a Manhattan grand jury on 34 felony counts of falsifying business records in the first degree. Under New York state law, it is a felony to falsify business records with intent to defraud and an intent to conceal another crime. That is exactly what this case is about. 34 false statements made to cover up other crimes. These are felony crimes in New York State, no matter who you are. We cannot and will not normalize serious criminal conduct. So here's what I'm asking everyone tonight, Dr. Pearson. Um, yes, I got that, you know, this was, it was the intent to conceal another crime. Um, what's fascinating about this to me is a lot of these crimes he's talking about, like violating federal campaign finance laws, that's not under Alvin Bragg's power to prosecute as a DA. What he's doing and what he's going to have to do to get a conviction, I guess, is to prove that Trump was trying to conceal crimes, crimes that he hasn't been charged with, crimes that aren't named in the indictment. And I'm wondering how uphill a battle might that be? I mean, again, he... I'm not going after you for murder. I'm going after you because you tried to cover up a murder. And and that is why many on the left and right think it might be shaky grounds. What are your thoughts? It It's not shaky. It's a document case. It's really basic, straightforward bread and butter of, of this office. Um, the simple, the, the layman's explanation of this is that he tried to mislead people by making an incorrect entry in his business records uh, to conceal other behavior he was doing, which happens to be a crime. New yes. York State has election laws. You have to file documents uh, in every single state if you want to be on the uh, ballot for that state in a federal election with the Secretary of State's office. You have to do financial disclosures. You have to file tax returns. Uh, when you allocate your hush money payments, we'll call them. I don't like that term, but when you pay that money and you call it legal services, that becomes an expense that your business can then write off. Yes. And New York has a lot of taxes. And so right. you are writing that off fraudulently. That's a crime. When you collude, I'm not going to use the term collude, strike that. When you when you engage conspire. in a conspiracy. Yeah, mm -hmm. when you conspire, when you engage in a conspiracy or when you engage in an agreement with others that you're going to hold off making a payment that you agreed to make um, because you're not intending to make it, um, that can be criminal because that's fraud. So when they uh, were trying to hold off having to make that payment after he won the election because then uh, then it wouldn't matter anymore, then that is fraud because you made an agreement with somebody and they relied upon that agreement. There are a gazillion charges. When you file documents, which are called instruments, that contain false information, that is offering a false instrument for filing, which is also a crime. I mean, mm -hmm. New York has got a lot of crimes and the indictment does not need to articulate the crime that is the secondary intent. So it's the intent to do this other act. 
But the the crime for which he is charged is the the false entry in the business records. So that's why. And and it it sounds confusing, but it's the, the reason why is the intent. And that's what bumps up the charge. Exactly right. And that's why I'm here to ask these dumb questions. So Not wh- dumb. Tracy, is there a universe in your mind where he is acquitted on all 34 counts or where a judge dismisses this case? I, 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 I kind of feel like they're going to hit the snooze alarm and come back to court in December and have a trial for this. I, I It seems like it's really on. I think there's going to be a trial if there isn't a plea. Um, and if, if, you know, Smith doesn't get his hands on him first, um, I think that. that oh, no, I'm sorry, Tracy. I think Smith will get his hands on him first. I think that the, well, he will, there will be multiple indictments this year. Right. I, I absolutely do. I absolutely think there is as well. I think that that it, it, the more pressure that's placed on him, the more likely his lawyers are going to be to push him towards um, a plea agreement. The more uh, his behavior becomes uh, not. Uh, something that 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 the judge is going to like. So he gave him a warning. Uh, he'll he'll next give him an uh, an order. If he violates the order, he'll he'll get a sanction of some sort. We saw uh, Stone end up in um, in jail because he couldn't behave himself pre-trial. Right. And so I think that Trump is going to behave the same way ultimately because accountability and and uh, behaving himself or, or censoring or filtering himself is not something that he can handle. This to him is he still doesn't realize the, the gravity of the situation he's facing. Although we saw a little bit today, he still doesn't yeah, I get think it because he's he got on a stage tonight. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think he's begun to. But what are the odds then that somehow he cops a plea, that they make a deal over the next six months, he pays a fine, does no jail time, and then is all over TV saying how completely exonerated he was? I don't know that it'll be that, you know, it's it's he could do potentially what's called a naked plea. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's really the term for it is that you enter a plea and then you leave it up to the mercy of the court as to how they wish to sentence you. It's up to four years is a potential sentence that he's facing for each count. Um, But it will run concurrently, not consecutively, because they arrive rise out of the same facts within the same indictment. Uh, Say it slower. Say it slower. It's so beautiful. (laughs) It's like porn for the angels. Um, So, yeah, it's it's just going to be more interesting. And of course, we now know that Secret Service agents will be testifying to Jack Smith about how they were ordered to move documents on camera this Friday. So I I don't think we're going to get much of a break before there's more action here. Well, and the same Secret Service agents, and I'm not necessarily clear on this, are they also still Secret Service agents or have they moved into retirement? Because when you start defying subpoenas and moving things around uh, as a federal agent, you start to look like you committed a crime, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, we've already seen Donald Trump's own lawyer, Evan Cochran, get hauled in front of the grand jury investigating the Mar-a-Lago case. Now, this I'm going to get to calls, I swear to God, but I've got so many dumb questions. This is really rare, right? I watch enough law and order to know how to talk about attorney-client privilege like I know what I'm talking about. And it's very rare that a judge would demand an exception to attorney-client privilege and force an attorney to testify against his own client to a grand jury. I have actually had to testify against a client. Um, my client was deceased, but I had to maintain that privilege. And it is not as unusual as you think, really? uh, depending on the area of, of practice. It wasn't in a grand jury proceeding. It was in a trial proceeding. Um, my client was deceased and I was testifying about um, about documents I prepared and conversations that I had. Ultimately, the, the plaintiff lost the case um, because my testimony was you know what it was and it 
didn't help them. Um, but it is it is something that you do, and and it comes up quite a bit depending on the practice area, especially in probate law, um, mm-hmm. and and in wills and trusts and 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 things like that, um, in in sometimes in divorces. But okay. it is. It is. This is different. And this is I'm going to pretend it's special, Tracy. I'm going to pretend it's really special that Trump's lawyer has to testify against him because to me it is in my heart. Here's why it's so special is because he made recordings of his conversation with his client, which to me suggests (sighs) that he knows that his client lies (sighs) and he was trying to protect himself. That is the thing that's unusual. Dr. Pearson, we have a lot of listeners who want to call and weigh in with their questions and comments and threats. Are you up for talking to some of the riffraff uh, tonight? Yes, absolutely, man. Twitter was on okay, fire everyone, tonight. Okay, we're going to get to all your calls. Please make your, your point or your joke or your threat as succinctly as possible. And thank you guys for your patience. <laughs> Christopher in Rochester, thanks so much for waiting on hold. You're on with Dr. Tracy Pearson on SiriusXM. Hello. Hello, John Fugelson and Tracy Pearson. My name Hi. is Christopher Henley. I am from Rochester, New York, and I'm an accountant, a progressive Yes! Accountant. An accountant. Okay, so page number eight of the facts. Yes. Post to legal expenses, end quote. Here's why people need to care about it, okay? If you're in the gig economy, if you're driving Uber, if you're a stand-up comic and you're filing Schedule C, if you're a partnership, at the end of the day, it's your net profit that is what gets taxed. You know, yes. Leona Humphrey used to say only little people pay taxes. The problem is what Trump did in this case, as alleged in the in the indictment, as well as the statement, in fact, is that he lied about what these transactions were. That's it. Because he wanted a write off. He wanted a write off. Rudy Giuliani. Exactly. He said that they were just personal payments. Rudy Giuliani said that many times. Oh, no, that's it's right. A personal payment. He paid that off. It was just his own business. But if I write on the books of a uh, Schedule C of somebody who's doing stand-up comedy or doing a, you know, a lift and stuff like that, say, oh, wait a minute, that's payoff for a porn star. That is not legal expenses. In fact, it's a distribution. So if you're an LLC, if you're a partnership, if you're an S-Corp and you take cash out of your, out of your bank account that you write mm-hmm. on the corporation books, that is not an expense. It's a distribution of capital to you, which is a taxable expense. And therefore, you need to be paying personal income taxes. And therefore, you need to join all the rest of the little people, like the comedians, <laughs> like the people that drive Uber every day who are listening to SiriusXM, and mm. the folks, even the attorneys who have to file the same thing with their partnership with their other attorneys, and also somebody who owns a little grocery store. You've got to pay your taxes. So really, post to legal expenses is a phrase we should get very used to hearing by the end of the year, right? I mean, like when it's when it says like, you know, 2017 post to legal expenses. So, you know, just say it's it's it's, you know, Giuliani's, you know, legal retainer fee for for two months. Just post to legal expenses is generally just meaning we're going to try to write it off. And it's cynical. It's a cynical belief that everybody does it because I get calls all throughout the tax season because I'm a tax repair in Rochester in a little storefront, okay? Mm-hmm. And I get to, well, I saw that so-and-so could do it. I said, no, I don't want you to go to jail. Nice. Said, why, nice. Would I, why would that happen? I said, because what you're talking about is fraud. And fraud is not a family value. That's it. Postal, uh, yeah. I mean, woman A, hush money, 150K. 
well, Woman 2 is Hush Money 130K. That's Stephanie Clifford, Stormy Daniels. The doorman. Uh, and then post illegal expenses, influence election. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and it gets so much worse than that because he uses that tax return to then apply for a mortgage. And Boom. that tax exactly. return is false. Exactly I mean, right. it just, just Socializing his profits. This is as close as we will ever come to actually doing what Robert Mueller didn't do and following the money with Donald Trump. I'm not saying we're going to nab him finally on all this money laundering and real estate. That'll never happen. But it sounds like, Tracy, this is the closest we've ever come to following this man's money in his entire 50-year sordid career of crime and malfeasance. Absolutely. So far, yes. Absolutely. Mm. Doesn't that crime actually matter? Does, doesn't oh. the crime of stealing from the public purse and from false, I mean, he blew matters up to me. Cohen's 130,000 to 430,000. Yep. How did that? I mean, come on. All it for matters, what was probably but to his a, followers, they think he's smart for doing that. Remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's I smart. Know, was probably... I hear that when people come to do their tax returns, and it scares me. I'm like, no, 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 don't, don't do that. I want you to make a, you know, a decent profit so that you can... You could pay your bills and forget what happened with the tax bill in the past couple of years, but people are struggling. Yeah. But they're struggling with people that are lying to them, saying the reason why you're struggling is because they're trying to hurt you. No, the people that are saying that are actually the ones trying to hurt you. Donald Trump ran for president in 2015 bragging about how he didn't pay his taxes, and now people are getting angry because liberals are suggesting he doesn't pay his taxes. It's just beautiful. Hey, Christopher, you're awesome. I'm going to come get my taxes done in Rochester next time. Thank you so much. (laughs) Let me go to Sela in Texas. I want to get to everybody. we got to be really quick. Sela, you're on with Dr. Tracy. Hello. Hi, Sela. Hi. Hi, everybody. Uh, First of all, I want to repeat. DeSantis has splooged too soon. That might be gross, but I don't care. But um, <laughs> I want to say shout out to Wisconsin. Thank Hello. you. Yes. I've been yes. following this. And oh, my God. But I've been detox- detoxing from the MSM for about six months. I love Joe okay. Sudbay. And okay. um, anyway, between tiny and these damn tornadoes, I've been dodging every other day. I was without power for 26 hours yesterday and it sucked because it was 88 degrees outside (laughs) and humid in texas but i still managed to make my little tofutis and rice on a propane (laughs) stove outside on my patio which very nice you know take that maggots but um i am really really today find myself angry because i missed two episodes of general hospital and it's their six-year anniversary And between the weather and tiny, I mean, good God. Are you going to be okay, Sheila? Are you going to be okay? Thoughts and prayers. I don't know. Willow needs a bone marrow transplant, and I don't know what's going on. Do you need me to sort of go fund me for you to get access to watch General (laughs) Hospital? I can do that if you want. No, I don't think so. I think I'll get through this, but the damn tornadoes are just probably worse than that. But, yeah, you know, this is... This is my detox has taught me the important things in life. Yeah. Listen to Sirius XM instead of corporate media. For God's sakes. I know. (laughs) You're too good for me. Thank you so much for calling. Let me go to Marine Corps Lou, our good friend in Florida. Lou, welcome, sir. You're on with Dr. Pearson. How are you? Dr. Pearson, I am I am so I mean I'm in floating on air. I just left a thousand member union communication workers of america conference for the southeast region and 
Foxy Brown won the contest for best costume. We had a Marvel Comics theme and Black Exploitation <laughs> theme dance, and this Foxy Brown is Pam Greer's twin. I went up to her and gave her a hug and said, I asked my wife and she gives me permission, would you marry me? And she laughed her ass off and said, Honey, I'll marry you any day of the week. This Wait a second. You're having you're having it's you're having a black exploitation con. This sounds like a recipe for liberals getting in big trouble of cultural appropriation. Like, did Megyn Kelly show up in blackface? Because it sounds like you're begging for trouble with this. Well, maybe I'm using the wrong word. Maybe not black exploitation, but she was dressed. She was black and dressed like Pam Greer's character in Foxy right. Brown, and she okay. won. The con- it wasn't like she was in a white woman painted black. You no, I got you. I got you. Things. I'm with you. you I'm be with clear you. about those things. I, I'm, I'm more right, of a Pam Greer as coffee fan than Pam Greer as Foxy Brown fan, but it sounds like a great costume. I'm well, glad. whatever. Pam Greer was freaking <laughs> fine as shit, man. Dude, I come know. on. Wake she up. She still is. She still is, sir. She, she is. still is. Okay, so now the other thing was I want all your audience members to read The Guardian online or actually the newspaper version because I read Robert Reichman's article saying, forget this Trump trail. The two biggest things to save democracy is the Wisconsin Supreme Court and yes. the Senate race. And now I'm glad to hear that the Supreme Court was the really important one. And we won. Yes. But yes. that's where people on the left need to get good sources. The Guardian is an excellent source, and you need to read The Guardian. I agree. So, and the other thing was that Union Power Rocks, the Culinary Workers Union, and other there's like four unions that represent 50,000 Disney World workers here in Orlando. Yes. 30% fucking pay raise over three years. That's unheard of. Nice. The, the minimum wage for the, the, the uh, actually, like, the, the hospitality workers and the, the maids, I would say, but, but I don't, they're not called maids anymore, but whatever they are. Yeah, housekeepers. 22 bucks an hour. 22 bucks yeah. an hour minimum wage That's, in three years. And, and from your lips, property. man, because unions have always been the strongest voice working people have ever had in this country. And you can track the decline in middle-class spending power with the decline of unions, whether you like unions or not. It's still true. Well, I always tell people when I organize, and I'm an organizer, I'm through, I have a lot of hats, John. Thank and you. When I, also, I wrote the speech for the, the opening scene going, you know, and I, I wanted to say Death Santis, but that was a little rugged because all my veteran friends were, and it was so great because there was like 50 vets, Marine Corps, Army, whatever, and we call them Death Santis. Nice. That's how we feel about them. Die I call them DeSantisite. It's almost the same thing, yeah. Yes, yeah. So anyhow, <laughs> I wanted to ask your guest, if you think that the trial of Trump is wasting too much energy and oxygen when we have other issues that we could be talking about, about it's our a fair freedom, question and not, and not some orangutan piece of shit motherfucker. Well, it's a we fair question. Well, those are two different issues. Those are two different issues. You're asking me, is the trial wasting, wasting too much energy? And, and, and when we have other issues, the media decides what issues are discussed and we go along with that. And I, yeah, and I nobody had watched MSNBC. If what no one had watched CNN or MSNBC today, they would not be covering this as much because we are the supply right. and demand here. Well, true, but well, they the, also are the ones that are that are putting it out there. And so they decide for us what is important. But, yes, absolutely. This trial is critical because are we going to are we going to not uh, hold everybody accountable or ma'am, are we going to let people skate? Go sure. ahead. I have a question for you. OK, Ask away. the event today was it. Did they televise Trump's speech on MSNBC and CNN? If they did, I'm going to not watch them anymore. MSNBC did, did not. not. Did I don't not. know if CNN okay. did. I don't believe CNN did either. Okay, um, good. Hey, then, I, then I, I'll still watch them. Marine Corps Lou, I have a question for you. Al, 
from Al Club Mud on Twitter wants to know how people can contact you. Okay, you can email me. At do McQuinn not give at- any real email addresses. You're not. Oh, allowed. don't do that. Is, is there a, is there a social media place or a website they can go to, Lou? Like a Twitter, oh, Facebook, Facebook. I'm on Facebook. I'm old school. How do we find you on Facebook? Louis Smith. Louis Smith. I'm sure there's not too many of those. All right, there you go, oh, Al. Look, I'm- you'll see my Marine Corps. You'll see a big freaking jarhead on there. When you see that right photograph, on. and I got a, I got a, a, a tanny jacket that I took from Beirut, and so it was all beat up, and I got underneath it. A Harley Davidson Hell's Angel fucking jacket. Right on. Well, I want to thank you for your service, both in in the armed forces and beyond, man. You're a class act. It's always a pleasure, Lou. Thank you for calling. You guys are great too. But and and I like your guest there. She's a wonderful person. She's she's dynamite. I don't even know why she's still talking to me. I don't. I just I I I dragged her. I told her this was MSNBC. She keeps waiting for the camera. Yes, Chris. Well, you know, I I was looking at uh, next year's uh, convention theme for Lou's uh, union is. Southern Vaudeville Circuit, nineteen twenty-two. So I don't. Yeah, know that's problematic. Be, yeah, I, I would just please be. If your actual, if your theme is actual minstrel shows, please be careful, white people, that you don't do something you'll regret later. It's. I shouldn't have to say this, but this is America. And Megyn Kelly keeps on praising blackface. <laughs> Tracy, we have good <laughs> listeners. We we really do. <laughs> Let me go to uh, Jeff, who's calling from the great state of Virginia. Hi, Jeff. Thanks for your patience on hold. Okay. Love your show. And you got the best show. Thank it's you. Just, oh, thank he you. does. He does, particularly on Tuesday evenings. Oh, man. We had Graham Nash last night, though. That was a real show. Holy crap. That was a real oh, show. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, the, the <laughs> art, music, and comedians. Thank you. More of that, less of politics. That's you're you're the best on that okay now, well uh, that's our, that's how our show not, used to be and then they moved us to an all-politics channel so we're doing our best I, to <laughs> reduce the I politics know that. i know you <laughs> wait i move you to the cooking channel and a okay, day like this listen, go ahead listen hit me trump is innocent i know you hate trump and i know the lawyer hates trump and i know i don't hate anybody no, 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 don't, i don't, don't hate don't anybody go on no all right okay maybe i'm assuming that you do but listen to me as a lawyer, Trump is innocent until proven guilty, Correct. number one. Mm-hmm. And you and her continue to kind of go through this uh, uh, indictment in there of what it says and everything. And it's so weak. Even even the lawyer on CNN and MSNBC both said mm-hmm. that this is going to be a prob- problematic problematic. A situation with yeah. this uh, DA. Yes, it could it be a political. It is a political attack yeah. upon a person that is. He is a candidate for president, and you are attacking him now. Right, I'm but he's. But also, we we've got the receipts. Like there, you know, Michael Cohen already went to jail for this, right? Like it's not like it's a similar crime. It's the same crime. He's been and an unindicted co-conspirator at a felony for years now and 23 ordinary people were the ones that determined this indictment exactly it was not alvin bragg it was not any democrats it was 23 citizens of new york donald trump's former uh, city who looked at the evidence and decided there was probable cause to indict all right so give him uh innocent until like the law says until proven guilty give him a trial and and uh you know msnbc and cnn and all the other liberal channels continue to to do just they're just horrible across the board 
They're just like you know what? I've said the word alleged four hundred times. I've said the word alleged so many times yes, today and did. yesterday. I've okay, really tried yes, to do it. Okay, for you. But they're, 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 please, please keep in mind the one. But the one little wrinkle here, my friend, is he's fucking guilty. He's fucking guilty, and this is a man okay. who has evaded well, justice what? his entire life. Yes, allegedly, allegedly he did it. He, he's innocent until proven guilty. He deserves his day in court, and he fucking did it. I mean, come on now. He fucking did it. We, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say it, but we can mentally, morally walk and chew gum at the same time on this. He deserves a trial. Yes. And he is innocent until proven guilty. Yes. Okay. And he fucking did it. I right, love... We can't put you in prison until we convict you. You know but what? You, you, the I... facts are what he's they are. never going to jail. He's no, never going you know to jail. What? Go ahead. You know what? He's not, he's not going to jail for this, never. For this bullshit charge. Okay, this is bullshit. You know it's bullshit. Not bullshit, no. No, it's not. Thirty-four felony counts, it's not I thought it was gonna be bullshit. Jeff, I thought it was gonna be bullshit. It's not. Yes. But you know what? I love you. I love you. You know what? And I love Stephanie. I love you because you guys really you know, hit that my heart a lot about Well thank you certain things and and i and we're more in agreement than we're in disagreement we really most of us are most of us are yes and we are because you know what we have to like you've said before many many times i've heard you say this we have to love one another we really do i know that's difficult we have to love our enemies and we have to pray for those that despite use us we yes. have to do that because when we if do Donald that, Trump needed bone marrow and I was the only person. donor match, I'd be there. If Donald Trump needed needed, <laughs> I was the only donor match for whatever for him, I would do it. I don't want him to suffer. You're, uh, John, you are a good man. And no, I'm um, not. No, I'm not because I also believe in calling out the bullshit too. We can do both. Okay, I don't want him to suffer. I'm with you, and okay. I want him held accountable. And if he didn't do anything, then he should walk free. We agree, Tracy. Right. We agree on that. After hey. a full and fair trial on the merits, <laughs> if he didn't do it, he didn't do it. Thank you, Jeff. Tracy Pearson, how do our listeners follow you and keep up with all your doings? I am found everywhere at Tracy Explains. <laughs> My website is uh, tracyexplains.com, but you can find me on every social media platform, every single one. Stephen Washington has a quick question for you, Dr. Tracy. Steve, the floor is yours. Hi, Tracy. Um, I have a what are the chances of a superseding indictment coming on down on this? I have yeah. no idea why this isn't a RICO case. Oh, yes, excellent question. Yeah, there's a there's a charge called business enterprise corruption, and it is very possible that there could be a superseding indictment as the case develops, as they start to think about things. I think that they wanted to get it out and get it done because there was a lot of pressure on them. But yeah, I think so. Too. Um, they, they may turn it into a superseding indictment and charge him with underlying crimes. I do agree with you that I think that that business uh, enterprise corruption is very likely. In fact, I sort of talked about it on Twitter a bit that I think that mm. you could see mortgage fraud and tax fraud and all sorts oh, of things. Yeah, say it slower. Say it slower. Mm. <laughs> mm. Steve, it's a brilliant question. I thank you for the call. Really quick before the break, Dylan in New Mexico, you're on with Tracy. Hey, John, Tracy. Uh, Hello. respect hey. to Muddy Waters and yes. the secret to his success. Little Walter on the harp. Thank uh, you. The great Little Walter on harmonica. Yes. Loved it. Loved it. And B.B. King is amazing. I was fortunate enough to see him even when he was old and crippled on his chair. And then Mm. also going to Jeff, the um, 
the Republican caller last. Yes. Last section. Uh, just remember, Trayvon Martin was killed for stealing candy from the store, uh, allegedly. Trayvon didn't steal. No, Trayvon, Trayvon Martin, wrong, wrong, wrong black kid. Trayvon didn't, wasn't killed for stealing. He didn't steal anything. You're thinking of what happened in, 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 in Minnesota and Missouri. He just happened to be eating yeah. candy. It was Florida. Yeah. Well, anyway, there were so many people that have been killed for no reasons, allegedly stealing or whatever. Yeah. And you're going to tell me that these white-collar crimes are not going to get charged for stealing Boom. millions of dollars from the American people? This is it's nice to see it happen. We've got to call this out and at least Thank take you. it to court. And if the people say he's guilty, he's guilty. You are our last caller of the day, Dylan, and God bless you and New Mexico. I love it. Thank you so much. Hey, Tracy, thank you so much for being with us. It's always a pleasure to have you class up our show. Thanks to Matt Gertz. And thank you, as always, to Chris Hauselt and Thea Harper, the most dangerous production team in all of radio. Tomorrow night, we're back with Bob Seska, Keith Price, Natalia Reagan, and your calls. Keep it tuned to progress all day. And let's hope maybe something happens tomorrow. Peace. Peace.